Welcome to the Santa Cruz Coffee Break. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on Apple Podcasts, please follow, hit the like button, or any subscribes. It really helps us with the algorithms. Santa Cruz Coffee Break is independent of Santa Cruz Guitar Company, and all opinions are those of the speakers. Santa Cruz Coffee Break is produced by the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum. We invite you to join us on the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum at SCGCPF for more fun. Now, let's get on with this installment of Santa Cruz Coffee Break. Oh, we're recording already. Hi. We are recording, yeah. It's already legal drinking age, so um, um, 21. I think I stopped swearing. All right, cool. Yeah, well, I I, I haven't yet. I'm still trying to calm down. So, um, calm uh, calm down, Richard. It's just us here. Yeah, it is just us here. So far. So, uh, hello, everyone. We'd like to welcome you. Sorry for that horrible glare that's on me right there but it's a sunny day in california which um for the winter is unusual and we're really happy to welcome you to santa cruz guitar players forum podcast number 17 18 sorry number 18 um and our artist this time is michael gaither and if you don't think we got somebody that's famous enough for you this guy sold jokes to jay leno so we a went long time ago we, in a previous life. Yeah, and we went out big. So uh, I'd like to introduce you to Michael. Uh, Michael and I have worked together and been friends for um, probably close coming in on seven, eight years now. Yeah, a Something lot of like work that. too. A lot of yeah. good work. A lot I of good, a so. lot of good work. Yeah. And um, known each other for a while. Uh, Michael was raised in Central California. Is one of the very few natives of the area. <laughs> and uh, takes a write-what-you-know idea to the heart. For 20 years, he's been crafting songs that showcase both the nostalgia of small-town life and the foibles. That's an interesting word. What's that word, Michael? Of, funny of things mo- that happen. Yeah, funny things that happen with modern technology. It's a $5 Always, word. Go ahead. It is. It's a good, let's make it eight. Always with a, <laughs> plenty of good humor in the mix. He turned to songwriting after a background in journalism and a narrow brush with stand-up comedy, hence the Jay Leno reference. Yes. Um, offstage, Michael is a DJ with the legendary Americana radio station, K-Pig Radio, and Yay. you guys can subscribe to it and, and uh, stream it and all that. And Michael's also produced and hosted for 10 years, Songs and Stories, which features interviews with other independent songwriters. And we, we wanted to share Michael with you. I especially wanted to share Michael with you because of, first of all, his sense of humor is really, really dry and really unique. And he's just got a way to get inside a song and, and, and make it his own. Nice. And, um, you know, there's, um, we just finished, um, to give you a little dis- discovery here, we just finished a song called See You on the Other Side, which, was 2020 and i understand there's going to be one for 2021 yeah we just i just wrote the sequel <laughs> you know write what you know so we'll, we'll talk about that more yeah the new the the, the new single which it's up where singles go you know up in the interwebs is um see when those side there's a great video of it richard there's an echo somewhere maybe it's me yeah um yeah so i was thinking about it more and i've um so I've got a buddy in Nashville, and lately I just co-write. He's a really good friend of mine named, oh, this is a long story, but it comes around. Um, John Cirillo was here in the Bay Area, Santa Cruz, specifically, for a long time. We became really good friends, good songwriter. 
he moved to Nashville about actually it's been 10 years. And so he just kind of hooked up with a bunch of people and started co-writing. We kept in touch and we never wrote together when he was here, but he came out one, one year for, you know, to kind of check in. And so we got together and we started with a title and just wrote a whole song um, called somewhere I went right, which Tad is on the CD you just bought. Hey, karma. And um, we're like, well, shit, this worked. So we can say shit on the podcast, right? Just like a bracelet. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so like every couple of months now, I just, I get hold of John and we'll do a, now it's Zoom, it was Skype and I will, we'll get together and we'll spend about two hours and come up with a new song. So that's kind of all I'm doing lately is co-writing with John Cirillo and we're really good friends. One, um, the whole point about doing music besides making art is like you meet all these great people and you make a lot of great friends. That's the real benefit. And with John and songwriting, we get to hang out for a couple hours every couple of months and kind of catch up and write a new song. And, you know, if you co-write, you get something that neither of you would have written on your own. And the joke is, I, I always say, I get to exploit all the things that John's learned working with all these Nashville songwriters. And, and it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. So I still write my own songs, but lately when I really want to finish something, I bring in Cirillo because I'll just come up with an angle. I'll, I'll get an angle that I haven't done before, you know, so... Um, actually, about three weeks ago, I got together and I said, I go, I have a title. I have an old song that I wrote that really isn't any good, but the title works. And it's called Welcome Back to the Land of the Living. Um, and um, so we took we took the title and just kind of rewrote the whole thing. And that's sort of the sequel to Other Side, which and I kind of wrote it with the idea that it, at some point, you know, at some point we'll get together around people again like we used to back in you know 2019 it's i think it's a good it's a good opener it's a good kind of welcome back song we can actually do that again so i see a so couple that that raises a very interesting uh, so that it raises an interesting question michael so hmm. you, you started the song from the title how how do you normally approach songwriting where do you start from lately uh lately the last 10 years um usually i want to write about something it's, it's never usually a hook. It's never using a musical angle. It's usually, I want to write about this. And then I just, so uh, quite often a title will spring into something. Uh, hopefully if, if I can take a title and come up with a chorus, I know I can wrap something around it or thinking about, um, you know, joke writing. If I, if I know the last line of a song, the punchline where it's going, I can usually backfill it. Um, for me though, it's, titles are actually a great way for me to write a song um sometimes they take a while i did one uh it's on St the starlight drive-in record it's called tell me where it hurts it's a funny song about getting older and i just had the title tell me where it hurts and it took me like and i wrote that one by myself i wrote it took me you know it's funny when the song were to say it took me a year to write this song well you didn't really sit there for a year with a pen in hand I mean, it sounds really pompous um, but I had this idea for like almost a year and I kept coming back to it going, what do I do with this? What do I, do? so I, it was more like this. And I finally wrote this kind of fun bluesy song about getting older. So titles actually really work well for me. Not always. Sometimes you get a great title and it's like, and you, you keep banging on and you go, well, this isn't going anywhere. So you never know. It's like, it's like Tom Petty said, it's magic. You know, you get a song and it's like, okay, it wasn't there before. And now it is, you know? 99% perspiration and yeah yeah and that's why I think for me especially like the last couple of years when you find a there's actually another guy Steve Kritzer who's in the Bay Area where we're really good buds and we've written quite a bit together um you find someone you can co-write with you respect him enough to go 
that's really good or no that sucks you can bounce things back and forth and it you kind of just it's kind of like if you're working out with somebody it kind of moves you along a little bit i think co-writing can kind of be like that when you have the right person or people that you're working with um what what got you what got you started in music i always liked music um <clears throat> let me grab some tea here i always liked lyrics i always loved music and i always liked lyrics I always, um, I, th I think when I started buying records, I was always drawn to, you know, what they were saying. I mean, I always, I mean, you know, in my, in my teens, I still loved like the Ramones and the Clash and I loved big, loud, fun music. Uh, but for me, it was always the lyrics. I always like, what's the story there? So I was, I grew up like in the late seventies. And, and so, you know, Van Morrison and, oh God, a lot of, a lot of Tom Petty, um, discovering John Prine when K-Pig came along and that opened up, that exploded the whole world for me. It was always lyrics and the stories. And then when I was buying records in my teens, I started reading the liner notes and becoming a real music, a real music nerd and figuring out who, who wrote this, who played on this and discovering names, people that were playing next to each other and, or with each other. I never played though. I took lessons when I was a little kid and I just never had the right teacher or whatever. And then when I was in high school, I took, you know, the, the big group guitar lessons where you're playing a song that nobody likes sometimes, you know, and you're learning chord and it never stuck, you know, bless their hearts. I mean, people learn, it was great. Um, but it, I never had the right teacher, I guess. And then when I got into my late twenties, I was still, I was always a music nerd, always buying records, spending a lot of time in record stores. And I got to the point where I thought, well, I gotta, I can, I gotta learn some chords. So I, <laughs> I got a guitar and I had a friend who, who taught and uh, Billy Epstein goes by the name Hawk, a local guy who said, okay, I'll, I'll give you some lessons. And so we started playing and I, you know, I learned my Neil Young and my Tom Petty and, and some Buddy Holly. And then um, the, the kicker from that was, um, you know, Hawk, Billy Epstein said, well, if you're going to, if you're going to play, you have to sing. And I said, well, I, I, I can't sing. I, 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 I've never sang before. And he says, well, because everybody can sing. He goes, you think you have to be. So he, he kind of just like kept nudging me. And finally I started, I started singing along with Tom Petty and Neil Young and all that stuff. And so always liked lyrics and stories. And it just kind of kept, it just kind of kept going. Yeah. It, it's pretty obvious in, in your work. I mean, your lyrics and stories, the zombie song moving to Boise and, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> I'm looking back at a couple of their titles from last year, Day Drinking Days 2020, <laughs> No More Tequila for Santa 2019. You know, I mean, it, it, uh, it, it pretty much encompassed the year, I think. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. In fact, um, a couple of weeks ago, oh God, when the, uh, you know, not to go down there, on January 6th, when everything happened that happened that day, um, Jamie Coffis played Day, my song Day Drinking Days, which was a John Cirillo co-write on K-Pig, and I texted him and thanked him, and Jamie said, it just seemed like the kind of day for day drinking, you know, watching the news that, so. And, uh, you know, the Day Drinking song, Day Drinking Days is what it's called, and um, that was actually, that came out, this is where the title came out of a title. I was on the air at K-Pig, and somebody called in, I always tell the story when I play it live, but it's cute, I think. Um, I was on the air at K-Pig and somebody called and said, I have a traffic update for you. And I went, all right. Now this was March, 2020. There was no traffic. <laughs> there was no, there was no traffic. And I said, okay, go ahead. And he said, there's a DUI checkpoint at the corner of kitchen and hallway. And I went, and it took me about a, a beat to get it. And then I learned that it was a meme going around. And I, so I just kept announcing it as a traffic update on the air and playing a drinking song. And I thought, well, I, I got to write this. 
so that became day drinking days and it just came out of like a little moment like sometimes just a little moment like that happens you're like that'll be a song you know on the converse of that people will go you know, bless their hearts i appreciate the pe fact that people think i can write songs and they, they like some people like what i do but someone will go hey i have an idea for a song for you and i'll go okay thanks because not everything has to be a song <laughs> <laughs> Like, I do that to you all the time. I'm sorry. No, you're you're no, you're like you're like in the inner circle, dude. It's okay. No, you're. I'm talking about civilians, you know. Oh God, Michael sent me something. I'll go. Wow, that sounds like a great. That sounds like a great song title. Why didn't you do something with that? No, just keep keep them coming. I trust you. Yeah, you know I, I trust you. Like yeah. when you and I do videos, I'll like Tad. The way Richard and I work is all. We'll talk about a video. I'll do a little storyboard. I go, here's what I'm thinking. Here's like the three things I really want in it. Now, now go ahead and just, you know, do your thing. And then we'll, then we'll talk. And when yeah. Richard Goey says, let me know if I've gone too far. And I'm like, no, nah, I think we're good. good. It's, it's you and I kind of like co-write the video. I'm like, I have an idea. You have ideas. And we come up with something we probably wouldn't have thought of on our own. It's, I think, I think, it's, it, I think it's, it's collaboration, no matter what the art form is. It, uh, in anything it's collaboration you know yeah. i mean in any in any in, in with the right in, people too yeah, people I mean, you trust yeah. look at look at how we've grown this podcast from from being really we were just have absolutely no freaking idea what we were doing when we got mm -hmm. started and you know now it's it's we almost have an idea now yeah we do and 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 tad and i are finding our our place together and 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 it's and it's good and it's a lot of fun my podcast um, started like that when I started it back in 2000, whenever it was, I, you know, first I was, yeah, and I'd, I'd go back and listen to the first ones and I was like, I was stammering. I really didn't have like, you know, and they, they got pretty good. In fact, it just, it just became an interview series. And until I kind of just sort of not ran out of juice, but I think I just took it as far as I really wanted to. I yeah. Think, you know, yeah, we, uh, we, we, we came to that, we came to that thing with, with, um, with Santa Cruz is that they're a small shop. Mm -hmm. and they're really busy and yeah. everybody there everybody there works and and richard in in being richard in such an amazing way really doesn't do something unless he does it 400 yeah. percent. you know so if he doesn't have time to do it he's not going to give us a, a crazy you know 20 minute phone call he's he, he he's going to give us the time that we that that he does so we we branched out into these other um, artist podcasts, and I've, I, I think they're actually very, very interesting. I think we're onto something that is a little different for a kind of a manufacturer yeah. type type uh, marketing company kind of thing. Yeah. It, you it know, I haven't gone back to the whole archive yet, but have you talked to Colin Hay yet? No, not yet. It's because I'm a huge fan of Colin Hay. I just yeah, love yeah, not yet. We're, we're, he is we're, like the consummate entertainer too. He's like the guy. We're rolling out. We're trying to roll out the big ones, you know. Just nice. it, it, it's, it's when whenever we get a little bit more more comfortable with it. Cool. So, not only guitar, banjo, banjo. What else? Um, ukulele enough to you know a half dozen chords, or I can pull it out and do a couple of songs on it. Harmonica is quite a, a lot of harmonica. Um, and then lately, I I had this old GNL Telecaster I never played before. I just didn't have an amp that I liked, and I bought a little. I bought a little Fender Champion um, a couple of months ago, and it's like a having having a whole bunch of new tones to play with. It's nice. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, but mainly mainly this guy. You know what? As, as much as these backgrounds are fun on Zoom, I just hate how it doesn't really work. So I'm going to do this. Ooh, blue um, light. 
Look at that blue light. There we go. There we are. Now we're in Michael's office. Yes. There we go. There's my influences. There's Petty. There's Neil. Uh, Christy Hine is up on this wall, you know, so and Spinal Tap's behind me, too. So, so working singer-songwriter, mostly on the weekends. Yeah, sometime yeah. Sometime during I, the week. What's happened in the past year? Uh, have you read the news? There was stuff happened, apparently. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> I'm, f- I'm fine. Um, I'm the, I'm always, I feel like I'm always like the odd bird out. I, I got really fortunate last year. So, you know, March happened. I think the last the last gig I did with my band, my new best friends, was we played, <clears throat> we were doing like, you know, I don't really, I you know, I've always had a day job and now I, and then I took a break a couple of years ago. Now I'm, I'm contracting three days a week and doing K-Pig and then doing, so it's always, you know, a lot of balls in the air, but everything works and I'm, I'm I take nothing for granted. I'm very grateful. Um, <clears throat> so I think our last show was like, I think it was like March 5th for some reason. So please stand by as a live show they do on Keep It Radio. They've been doing it forever. And they had an anniversary show at Michael's on Main in Soquel, California. And the Sleepy John Sandage invited a bunch of people. So we played as a trio. It was a quick turn, like two songs, next band. It was a like a three, four hour show. And it was right when Shelter in Place, for, this is March 5th, 2020, right when Shelter in Place first hit, things were kind of closing down. Um, <laughs> Leadership at the top, you know, still didn't admit it was a problem. Don't get me going on that. Anyway, we knew it was a problem locally. And so we played there. And the whole time, it was all of a sudden, we're like, should we be hanging out here like in a crowd? It was really kind of setting in for the first time. And after that, everything went, right, just kind of shut down. And so we all just kind of chilled and we stopped, you know, the band and I stopped rehearsing. Like, you know, we just, you know, I did some more writing and did my other things. And I guess about a month and a half went by and all of a sudden, you know, everybody and their, their brother and sister were live streaming on Facebook. So I thought, well, okay, I'll do that too. So I started doing it a couple times a week and then one, and I was doing it solo at home. I just started playing at home and doing, you know, originals, covers and pulling in songs I hadn't played in a long time. And people always would th- always throw up their, their tip link. And for me, I, um, you know, it didn't make a lot, not a problem, but everything I, I, I did make, I gave to the, um, the Tin Kitchen Project and after I thought it was, oh, I'll just, I'll just play online. Any tips I get, I'll give to them. So it kind of gave them some exposure. I like to, it's, it's nice to play for nonprofits if you like and support them. So did that for a few months and things kind of opened up in May and I had a chance to play a couple of indoor gigs and I went, I don't think I'm comfortable. It was like, you know, June. And my wife, uh, Cindy, we're, we're still shopping for her parents who are elderly and her aunt and making them stay at home. So we were like really kind of closed down. And, you know, it was, it was nice to be asked to play. And she said, you're not playing inside. And I thought, I'm not playing inside. No, it's, I don't, I just, I wasn't comfortable. I mean, a lot of people did and they were fine. And um, I just, it wasn't for me. I just didn't want to, I didn't want to like encourage a crowd um, I'm fairly healthy. I thought, what if I'm asymptomatic and I have it? It's possible. I just didn't want to be, I didn't want to be, you know, part of that. So just kind of kept doing the live stream, like with, with this background behind me, you know, doing this every weekend. And then there's a local winery, El Vaquero, here in Freedom, Corlitas. And I played for them a couple of times. And I told, we were talking to the, I was talking to the owner. I said, how about um, I live stream from your winery next week? Because they were doing curbside drop off. I go, 
let me just play from the winery, no audience. You don't have to just give me a glass of wine. Don't I just want to do something different and kind of let people know you're out there. Cause I was blogging about all the, all the breweries that were closed down that we play and reminding people they could like shop there still and support these places while we were doing whatever we were doing in 2020. And Bob at the winery at Elvacaro said, yeah, I think that'll work. Yeah. And then he calls me the week before and he said, you know, I found out that this next weekend we can be open. Would you be comfortable playing in the patio outdoors? And I said, I think so. So I went there the next weekend. I did like a 140. We were kind of test driving though. Everybody was really just kind of like, everybody had masks on. There were tables, but they were way spaced apart. I was way in the corner and it was like, this is this is a, this is okay. We're all distanced and everybody was cool. And you know, I remember at this first event, a couple people walked in without a mask, and Bob went over and said, "You got to wear something if you're going to come into the patio." And they went to their their truck and they improvised. They were they did the best they could, and that was fine. And then that was June. <clears throat> By the time July rolled around, I was I was playing there every Friday night. I, I was wow. I was playing every Friday night doing the solo thing, and and for me. Um, I love having a band. It's love. It's nice having all this, all this, all this sound support around you. It's a lot of work to kind of keep it going, but it's fun. But playing solo, either online or in person, you're like, nah, I feel like playing this now. You know, here's one I haven't played in a long time. You want to hear it? And of course, everybody goes, yeah, go ahead and play. You know, you can be really, really loose. And with the right band, that works too. And doesn't always work, but sometimes it does. So that just kept rolling along. And I was playing every Friday night from like July on. Uh, playing for new people and we kind of created that Bob and I kind of and the people who showed up obviously created this scene where every Friday there was a food truck there were masks they were they were distanced everybody was fine and it was really and Bob and I kept Bob and I kept saying I don't think anybody knows we're doing this you know but we were we were letting people know and it was fine and then a couple of months rolled by and I thought you know this is a real blessing. I'm very lucky. I got to share this with people. I just, because all my friends weren't playing. So I, I started inviting people down to come to people that were comfortable playing out. A lot of people weren't, which was understandable too, uh, coming down and doing guest sets. So some locals like Christy McCarthy, Derek Bodkin, and I'm forgetting a couple of names, but I had them come in and do like half hour guest sets. And then the winery booked them for their own shows on the weekend. So I was kind of like opening this up. And then I had a, a couple of bandmates come down and they would, we didn't really, we weren't really practicing because we just didn't want to get close to each other, but they would come down, pick out songs we know, and we'd stand like, you know, an exaggerated like seven feet apart and we'd do a few things together. And it, it, that was our Friday night live at the winery. And then we finally, we finally closed down. Um, December 18th is when the order came down again. So, you know, it was a good run and we're going to just, and then we had the holidays and now we're really sheltered and sheltered in place shelter in place 3.0 i guess at this point and uh, at some point it'll it'll open up again when 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 covid you know when things lighten up when things get whatever normal is going to be and things can kind of open up again we're kind of ready to go again so and i've been and i yeah so it was it was kind of a it was just kind of the anomaly but i ended up having a place to play so i just shared it with my friends Oh, that I'm I'm very envious of that. I mean, that that's just a wonderful story and a wonderful situation. Yeah, I know that I have a a group of friends that that we play together, mm-hmm. and um, we tried to keep playing together. I mean, we couldn't go out and do gigs because everywhere we played, if you had six feet just to get your whole band to fit in, you were lucky. 
That was um, it. Yeah. Yeah. But I have, you know, a little warehouse space. So we were able to set up and keep six, eight feet between us. Uh, but as you can tell, we're all in the, um, that group that is most at risk. Um, and uh, a couple of our wives just kind of said, eh, you know, no, and this is, no that was, it, was, it was, it was fine to err on being cautious, you know? Yeah. yeah. We did, we did do one show at Christmas time where we mm -hmm. live streamed to a whole bunch of people and basically we uh, I was with a couple other friends and we just played Christmas songs and it felt so good yeah um, it had been so long um, and now I'm just kind of I'm anxious to when things can start opening up and we can start just having some fun again I know when my bass player came down and just you know you know we, we were no one knew it was rough because we hadn't really played together in months but he knew my songs and he was practicing on his own just having somebody that knew my stuff playing with me. And then my friend Eliza James came down and did Harmony on a few songs. And then, and then what was this winery too? There's a local guy named Adam Bolaños Ska, who's a winery member. And when I learned he played violin, I gave him a card one day because he was always there. He was a member. And he goes, Oh, yeah, I've seen you a bunch of times. And um, I go, If you ever want to play, and he's a classical, classically trained violinist. And so I sent him a couple of songs and he called me and goes, He goes, Yeah, let's play. So we came down one Friday. And back me up, we did, you know, a couple of mine and we did, oh, of course, Tom Petty's, the, the, the free bird of Tom Petty songs, last, you know, Mary Jane's Last Dance, which is every, everybody loves. And with a violin, it was like, okay, let's let's do more of this. And it turns out he lives literally like about a quarter of a mile and pointing across Calabasas Road. So, you know, he's interested in playing some more. So I I ended up with a new player at the ready. You know, we, we, got, we got to get together and plan this out, but just a lot of really cool stuff happened and it just kind of evolved over that we were being really careful and a lot of things just kind of happened over the summer you know i still played some other some other wineries outdoors at gigs that i had scheduled but i just did it solo you know it wasn't really it wasn't really time to go out and like you know get the band back together and it just wasn't right it just didn't feel you know and even at the winery when i bring when i brought in people there were some people that wanted to come in with a whole band I wanted to do like a whole, you know, a whole sound check. And I thought, you know, this is kind of like plug and play. If you want to come in, play your songs, I'll give you half an hour. And I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you some of my wine. Tip. You'll get something for it. And it wasn't enough for some people. So it's like, it's okay. But a lot of people yeah. took, you know, took us up on it, you know, and got to play and it was fun. So. Yeah. No, the one good side of this is that in this uh, time that we haven't been able to play together, our bass player has actually written five songs and recorded them uh, by himself, you know, and then sent them out to us and said, hey, what do you guys think of this? And it's like, yeah. Christ, if you're going to be this creative and this productive, we should keep this COVID thing going for about another year. You'll have an <laughs> yeah. album ready to go. <laughs> or, just, or just stay home. Don't come out until yeah. you have your record done, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, think for a lot, I think for a lot of musicians, I think, you know, home recording is, I, th I think like a lot, of a lot of companies that sell gear are probably doing fairly well, you know. Some people learn well, Spanish and big, big, big sourdough bread, and some people just bought more recording gear. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I think that this is definitely the time for people to play with the, the equipment that they may have bought and never really spent the time mm -hmm. to get to know and refine their uh, techniques. Um, I know I'm a lot better than I was a year ago, but uh, yeah. I'm still not quite ready to, to do it by myself. <laughs> yeah, and then in my case with my bass player now, um, I've always, I've never really wanted to spend time learning how to really record well, just because, you know, I do computer work kind of for the day job. I don't want to spend all day and all night in here. 
Um, but with Greg, my bass player, Greg Avalar, I have a couple, I have a new song and, and I have a new, a couple of new covers and he goes, can you send me a demo? So this really simple rig, I got a focus, right? Scarlet too, that I got from Richard. I got this, this TC electronics, um, mic mechanic, which is just for a little bit of reverb. And I've been bouncing songs to Greg and then he adds bass to him. And we're just kind of working up really nice demos to kind of like, okay, we'll play it like this. And we got together last week in person, six feet apart. He tried some bass parts to go, yeah, do that on the song. So I came home, recorded. Yeah. So I think it's a, it's a new way of practicing. And I think it's something I wish you would have done, you know, a while back, but now we have it. It's a nice process. And then our harmony singer can like listen to something new and go, oh, so we're not just going into a practice cold. We kind of have an idea of what we want to do. Nice. Very you know, nice. Um, I, I look forward to, I look forward to the future on on this whole thing from music. Go go back to 1918, you know, and the world got pretty crappy. Mm -hmm. And what came out of that was this unbelievable rush of the arts. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about what happened in Paris in, in the 20s and what happened in this country. And, you know, just all these people, just it, art was it was it was it was a, a seed for art everywhere. And, and I'm really hoping that we, we can see some of that, you know, come out of that. You know what? I'm watching I'm watching a, a 360 live stream Friday night with Happy Trom. Oh, nice. And. Uh, it's in the round. I have no idea. I mean, if you if you ordered in time, they're sending us 3D glasses, or, oh, wow. or they're sending us the, <laughs> they're sending us the, the glasses. You know. Yeah. So I I, I I have no idea what it's going to be like. But um, again, it's you know it's it, it it's interesting to see to see innovation. I mean, we've certainly innovated our way around out of this box a few times mm -hmm. in the past yeah. year and, and i was talking to yeah <clears throat> pardon me i was talking to wallace bain who used to write for the santa cruz sentinel i used to write for the sentinel as well um he moved to good times and now he's with an outfit an outfit a new a new online newspaper called lookout santa cruz a great online with with real journalists and i talked to him for he did an article on our video richard other side and then I also interviewed interviewed him for locally for K-Squid Radio. We were talking about, what was my point? I just started talking. Oh, I was talking about how, um, you know, he said, what have you been doing since we had the same conversation? I said, you know, there are a lot of songwriters in Santa Cruz and a lot of bands. And I, usually when you write new songs, you go out and you kind of workshop them. You know, you just, you know, you try them out live and you kind of find them. Like, and I said, no one's really been able to do that. So I think there was, you know, once we can open up again, there's a lot of new music to be heard. Yeah, it's, well, it's, they've been saying that the instrument sales have been kind of off the charts. So right, like with the recording that, gear, yeah, same thing. Yeah, hopefully in a year or two, we're going to see a lot more musicians and also a lot more people who are interested in live music. Um, I don't know. That that's just a hope. The other option is is in two years there'll be some awesome deals on used musical that's instruments. That's true. People that collect guitars and resell them. You know, so keep keep an eye. I might get that resonator yet. Um, you know. Yeah, and I think, yeah, and I, I'm really, and um, I had a point, went away. Carry on. You were saying, Richard? Um, you know, I, 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 I just, 
I'm gonna, I, I was going to go someplace else, but I, I think I, I want to stay here. What's been the biggest change in you in the past year? You know, I think kind of, again, I loved my band, loved my band, reorged band. It was fun playing solo and kind of going back to really having the time to just kind of talk. And not that I want to spend the whole, like, I don't, I, I don't want to be the shut up and sing guy, but just being able to kind of bounce around a little bit, that was nice. Um, and as much fun as it is to, is that a dog or an earthquake? find out soon um not shaking here yet all right okay um what was the question again the dog distracted me. oh no i just it's changing me yeah the biggest yeah. change in you you know i mean do, do, do you think oh, it, i got my thread yeah. okay great go <laughs> this happens when you get older you've been doing this for a while oh. yeah i think <laughs> you know weekly practices and cranking out and looking for gigs with the band. It's great. It was, it's fun. I don't, I mean, I, I'll be doing that again at some point. Um, but being able to just kind of stop and go, okay, what do I want to do? What do I, it's being able to put the brakes on for a little bit. And I think a lot of people secretly, and again, people who have, I mean, with COVID people who couldn't work, I mean, there was people who have kids at home and they have to work and they have, it's, it's hard and frustrating. I can imagine how, how hard that is. Um, but for folks that kind of just rolling along and had just kind of put the brakes on, were able to do it without any repercussions. It's, I think people kind of like the break a little bit. I didn't hate having to kind of go, all right, I'm not going anywhere for a while. And I'll just, it, it was okay. I was all right with that, you know, and, and, um, and kind of on a related note, I think, um, I think a lot of musicians who really travel, some didn't mind not having to travel, I think on, on K-Pig Radio a month or so back, John Sandage interviewed Fred Eaglesmith and his wife, Tiff. And they were talking about, I think he said, what's the biggest change for 2020? And, and Fred and his wife said, we've never had a holiday. We've always been like on the road. And we're not hating this. Of course, Fred's got royalties and he's, he's, he's okay. And he's, he's wonderful. He's, he deserves it. Um, last Sunday, John interviewed Laura Love, who decided that she's done with traveling and she's stopping. So I think... I think putting the brakes on for a little bit that people could, who, for people who could do that wasn't a bad thing. You know, it doesn't need to go on for like another year, but you know, nine months was a bit much, you know. You know, we had, we had catfish, um, Keith on, on, on mm -hmm. one, one of the earlier ones. And what was it, Tad, 25 years he'd been in Europe in the fall. Yeah. Every year for 25 years, he'd wow. been tour, touring Europe in the fall. Yeah. And, right. If you watched him on Facebook, he was lost. I mean, he's oh, in Iowa. Right. You know, and nothing's happening. Yeah. And he came out with a really fantastic record out of it. But, um, you know, he, he was just lost. I mean, yeah. he's like, this is what we've done for every year for 25 years. I mean, we've been in these places. And, you know, he was just kind of going back over it on his page. And it was, it was it was hard to look at because this is somebody that you know entertaining is water you know air oxygen to this guy yeah we had him on please stand by uh, on a, we're doing best of please stand by the live show and he was on i think last weekend john mm -hmm. played an old adult set of his yeah fantastic. Um, yeah so, so i mean and again I, I don't mean to like yay for me at all but for people who travel for a living and play for a living 
venues. I mean, and everybody and all the whole support system. I mean, it's 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 you know it's been a real tragedy. Yeah, I, I it, it, we have such a microcosm of it in Santa Cruz. Yeah, know? I mean, had you're you're in the Bay Area, you know, and 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 you're you're you 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 guys have other things that you can do up there. But live music down here was really yeah. pretty much pretty much it, you know. I, I mean, that was what happened, and yeah. you know, we, we watched everybody lose their jobs, and we watched all these places go away, and then we watched everybody burn up. Yeah, yeah, the fire on top of it. Right? Yeah, you know, and then we watched that, and and you know, it's kind of like I, I, I'm real excited to see what comes out of the community because. What does not kill me makes me stronger. <laughs> you know? I know, we're in the middle of a windstorm here in, in the South Bay, and I woke up going, and there's a fire down the road, and I'm like, oh, please, God, no. no yeah, no, it's, no, it's, no, it's no, no, you know, kind of like you, you, we used to see a fire, or we used to have wind like we had last night. Apparently, Tad's uh, skylight blew off his house last night. He had, yeah. to, he had wow. such wind up in Berkeley. Jeez. And, and uh, you know, we had pretty good stuff down here, but it's like, yeah just don't send us the tourists on the weekends you know just right. just keep right. everybody at home so so we all don't get in, get, get infected and die about it we come back to santa because we take the scenic route and then we, as soon as we hit the capitola village the windows go up and there's all the tourists yeah. it's like you're, you're walking too well, closely you don't you're not wearing masks yeah, just roll the windows up there and we'll just take this other side road. Fine. so well, well the thing this, that i was going to say what's what's interesting to me is you, you you guys down there have a little more open space so you have venues that have patios and have outdoors and have been able to you know make some effort to keep some kind of business and entertainment going and that's yeah. the one thing i've noticed up here you know I, I i'm in my little warehouse in oakland uh and directly across the street from me is the starline social club which was a wonderful you know 1880s building with a bar and bands and live music and and I'm just a wonderful place. It's close. Stay with us, Tad. It's Zoom. He'll come back. Yeah, he'll come back. Yeah, I think they are having some pretty rough rough wind up there. Um, mm. uh, way more than than we have. He'll, he'll oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I haven't we, looked at the weather today. To see yeah, we're... in fact, it, it's just kind of like literally blowing just a little bit down here. We'll get him back. It here. died down here too, but it, it kept us awake. Kept us awake for the bulk of the night. We kept waking. I was like, first, like, is that thunder? No. And then at one point, I go, is that no? Is the truck going down the road? But the rest of it was wind. It was yeah. yeah but I is checked that, the patio that... this morning, and everything was fine. Come on, Tad. Come on, buddy. Come on back. To go back um, to the other topic, it was like, you know, what's going to happen when then we come through this? You know, I think I think getting back to whatever normal is is going to be. Ah, we lost Tad. He'll, he'll be back. He'll he'll, lock, he'll be back. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, once vaccinations are rolled out on a on a big enough scale, and once people who accept the fact that this wasn't a cold and yeah, that whole thing, right? Um, but most of us are going to get the vaccine once it's, once we were in line to get it. I think. We'll, um, we'll I think. Do. Yeah. do our best on that you know yeah um so what brought you to santa cruz besides being a native um what brought you to that oh, guitar oh, as far hand? as this yeah um, that guitar in your hand i would say dumb luck or good karma um so let me see um been playing for about 20 years ish writing for about 20 years 
so I had a, I had, I had this old Yamaha behind me for years. And then I, um, <clears throat> I bought a, I bought a Martin off musicians, Frank, cause oh, I want to get a Martin. And it was like, it was a factory Martin made in the two thousands. And it looked nice. It sounded okay. Plugged in. It was never opened up. I had a lot of people look at it going. Eh. And then I ended up on, um, here comes tag. There, there you am. are. Good to see you back. You missed, you missed the best part of the interview. I'll just repeat. What yeah. I I'm sure I did. I'm sure I did. No, it's, you were just you saying know, nice is, things about you, you know. So. This is this is the other side of this whole thing is our reliance on technology and how we're discovering our technology is not as bulletproof as we would like to believe. Um, you know, with online meetings and online concerts and online sales and online everything else, and then you discover that our internet connections are on par with uh well they're actually lower than many third world countries um unless you pay a lot of money uh here i don't even have an option so i just connected to my phone so hopefully okay we'll see the same on this end yeah actually it it, it looks pretty good you know i i I, I mean here in pacific grove we lived for i've been working at home for 25 years and we lived for the first 23 of it, 44 feet from the end of the AT&T fast internet line. <laughs> we were 44 feet from the end of it, and they wouldn't extend it for us. So we lived with this really ridiculously slow internet speed for up until two years ago. Wow. Where you know, we're not up in the 5G range, but geez, at least we can hold a conversation, you know, know. and, and uh, especially now with both of us being at home. Um, we were talking about how uh, Michael came to that instrument in his hand. Oh, uh, yes. I wanted to hear about that. It looks gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yes, I was I was relaying some of the guitars that I had. Um, I ended up with a Blue Ridge, you know, J45 knock that I played for. It was actually it's a really good long guitar. And then I was in Sylvan Music one day and I had time to kill. I was, you know, my dog, my wife and I do dog rescue. I was waiting on VCA to finish up with the dog. <clears throat> Went into, um, and I was at the point where it's like, I don't need to, you know, I don't need a high-end guitar. My Blue Ridge is fine. And then I, I was in Sylvan Music and I, I went in and I just tried a bunch of Santa Cruz guitars and I went, oh, I get it. <laughs> it was like, okay. So I just thought after I ended up with, with this baby here. So it's like, and I've talked to Richard several times. I always joke about it's the last guitar I'll ever need, um, unless I end up getting one for a spare, which I can't really, you know, justify yet. But, um, you know, I love the, the the body style. And I'm not really a guitar geek, but we have a, Rich and I have a mutual friend, Chris Carr, who buys a lot of guitars and knows it. And I was I was over there one time. Actually, I met you. Th- I met you through Chris, probably. Yeah, t- yeah, t- yeah, t- yeah. T- Tad's got one or two as well. Yeah, yeah. In fact, my Blue Ridge was a Chris Carr special too. Okay. Um, yeah. No. I- that that was where we first met if it didn't get onto the podcast was uh, our friend chris uh has oh, right. yeah. had an annual christmas party to keep his horses entertained yeah. and he manages to invite a few uh, uh humans and uh you were playing at one of his parties that's right yeah and that's right that's where i probably met carolyn sills and gerard egan there too if not before um, I don't so, know if you met them. I knew they were there then. I don't know if you met them before, but uh, I was impressed that there were so many incredible musicians playing for the horses. That was great. Now, the horses are wonderful. They're a great audience. They don't go. They they just they stand at attention and then you give them a carrot and they 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 give you the time of day. It's great. Um, so yeah. So I ended up with this thing, and um, 
so I was at Chris's house. I actually went after one of the barn parties. We were helping him clean up and I go in and I see all these guitars. And so Chris is telling me about all these. So, I, so my, the Martin that I had, that I had a factory Martin made in the 2000s. Yeah, I sold it. Um, and, um, but it was, it had this, I don't, it had this kind of size body. And I had a, I had a couple of dreadnoughts and I can still play them, but I know, you know, if you've got my frame doing the dreadnought thing after a while can, can kind of do this to you. And I love this body size. And then, so Chris said, well, try this. It's an, it's an OM, it's an OM model with a pre-war bracing. And he gave me the whole history of why this guitar has such a nice low end. And I played it and I'm like, yeah, I, 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 I could live with one of those. And so I just had this, this, this thing in mind. So I sought after it. I finally found it and I just, I'm, I'm partial to sunburst. So, you know, and then I've gone back to Santa Cruz a couple of times and, I think at one point um, something, I think the, a wire came off the, the pickup. And so, you know, Gerard just took it in back and just went cleaned it up, new strings, new battery, redid. I've gone back there a couple of times for tune-ups and uh, it's a wonderful guitar. It's just a wonderful guitar. It records well, it plays well, it stays in tune. And then last year I, I subscribed to, I'm, I'm all in now. I, I subscribed to the Santa Cruz guitar strings. So every three months, it reminds me to change my strings, you know, so, nice. occasionally so, throw a sticker in there so you know so it's just a standard om or it's an ompw with east indian rosewood back and sides and do you know if the top is what the top material is god see this is this is where you lose me okay is no it, is but it, you see, it might be Sitka. i don't know you see um, this is what's great is there are a lot of guitar geeks who really you know go on and on about you know the advantages of engelman versus adirondack versus sitka or should yeah. i get a cedar top or a redwood top or brazilian or and you're the at least the fourth musician who kind of like i don't know i just like playing it it's a, it's a great <laughs> it's a it's it's the perfect guitar for me and it's like i don't need anything else unless i get a resonator um, but, um, no, I just, I, I, I went, you know, I found this, I played it on like, that's it. I remember, um, my wife and I were hosting concerts out on Corlitas for quite a few years and we stopped doing that, but I had Chuck Brodsky play a couple of times. Chuck's a great guy. And he, um, he goes, you have a Santa Cruz? And I said, yeah, you want to play it? He's like, and I actually had it here at home and I go, we were setting up and I rushed home. I got it. And so Chuck, Chuck Brodsky, you know, played it and he goes, and he, he was in the back room just messing around and, and I walked back and he goes, Congratulations on getting the most balanced guitar I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> I told Richard that, and Richard's like, that makes me very happy. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I think it's Sitka. I don't know, but God, it plays well. It plays well. It sounds good. It looks good on stage because it's beautiful, you know. Well, okay, so I, I can tell a little story here. Um, I, at one point, thought it would be fun to have one of everything Santa Cruz made. Uh, <laughs> That was that was back before, you know, practicality set in. Um, but I just sold um, I had a Santa Cruz true acoustic bass that I found used. And I thought, oh, this is the only opportunity I will have to have one. Mm -hmm. So I bought it and I've had it for a while, um, but I don't play bass. So I put it up for sale and immediately somebody responded and it's on its way up to a musician in Seattle. And he's been a professional musician for some 25 plus years, playing mostly Martins and, and other guitars. And apparently he was telling me uh, three, four months ago, uh, he had a chance to play a Santa Cruz. He'd heard mm -hmm. of them, but he'd never actually played one. 
uh, and he played it and his eyes lit up and he finally realized I'm not happy with anything I have. <laughs> um, so he was starting to look around to figure out the Santa Cruz models and everything else. Well, anyway, he's primarily a bass player. Right. So when he saw the ad for the bass, he immediately said a bass and it's a Santa Cruz and he, he just jumped. So it's on his way up to him and he uh, has asked if uh, once he gets it, he could talk with me some more about getting a guitar. And this is why it's so encouraging is, is I know that with a bunch of the other friends I have on the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum and, and friends in the Acoustic Guitar Forum, people worry an awful lot about specs and how is it shaped and what wood is used and, and how is it braced and, and you know all this other stuff. And yet when Richard and I get a chance to talk to, to real musicians, working musicians, you know, serious singer songwriters, they're like, yeah, it's a Santa Cruz. Uh, that sounds great. And, and that's about as far as they go with the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's an attitude that I think that if more people took it, if they just went into the music store or whatever and, and picked up the guitars and played them and said, this sounds great, this feels great, and not worry about all the other things. Mm -hmm. The world might be a better place. Yeah. And admittedly too, it's like, first of all, I wish I would have known you had a Santa, I wish I knew Santa Cruz made bass guitars because my bass player um, would have loved to snag that. So if you, you come across another one, he would, he's, 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 he's pining for a Santa Cruz anyway. He would love to have a Santa Cruz. I didn't realize I made bass guitars. So if anybody's out there you and you're selling a- three or four. I mean, yeah. there, let there, me there, know. There's a there'll be a link somewhere, somewhere, <laughs> depending what depending what platform you're watching this on. Let me know if you have a base for sale. Um, I'm sure they'll like, take an order. Yeah, I'm sure they will too. I forgot my point, but uh, yeah, and, and I've and I've always been the type that um, you know, I don't like having a lot of things I don't play. Like there's a mandolin back there that I feel bad because I don't play it anymore. I actually had a second banjo. And um, the, the one off to my right is such a good banjo that the other one paled next to it. And finally, I thought, I don't need two banjos, you know, so I have it on consignment somewhere. Um, so with, with this thing, though, it's like I've got a couple of backup guitars and this, and that's pretty much it. You know, too. but it, I, I go out and play it, you know, in fact, I, Gerard, um, after he did the finishing work for it, he saw it about a, nine months later and. He goes, you got some pick marks on this. I go, yeah. He goes, no, you're out there playing it. I can tell it's opening up. It sounds great. <laughs> you know, it's a tool. I'm careful. I don't, I don't bang it around and I don't write songs on top of it or anything, but uh, you know, it's a great tool. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. It's a tool. That's, that's, that's great. It's great to hear people take that approach to it and, and, and really and enjoy it. Yeah. And full disclosure. I mean, I, I, there's a coolness factor with a Santa Cruz guitar. I'll admit it. I'm, I, I've got no pride. I mean, when I was looking for like a nice guitar, I, I leaned towards the Santa Cruz's over everything else that was in the store. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to buy a nice guitar, I probably want to get a Santa Cruz. And then I tried them. I'm like, yeah, I want to get a Santa Cruz. You know, so there's the, there's, a, there's the local cool factor with them as well. I mean, that's, that's, that's part of the mystique, you know, and they're really, really good guitars. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's actually an international cool factor, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, consider exactly, local. exactly. Talking about actually talking about shelter in place and the shift. On we were there was a one of these Facebook polls because we're all bored. Somebody said, "What's the last concert you saw?" And the last live concert I saw was Colin Hay at the Rio. You know, and he he had a bank of guitars, and at least one of them was a Santa Cruz. Right? So, yes, I remember. I remember seeing him at the 40th. That was quite a 
Yeah, that's on YouTube that if you're watching at home, and it's a great, it's a great performance. I mean, and it shows not only a great songwriter, he's just a great showman. He's really, really, he's just a compelling storyteller, you know? He almost didn't need to play anything. I mean, just having him on stage talking was entertaining enough. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I think what I got Amazon Prime just so I could watch the Colin Hay documentary. There you are. <laughs> yeah. um, this is a really strange question. Mm. And I... When we asked it of Jamie Stillway last time, she took it to some place that I never would have thought. And the question was, what was one thing you would change about the guitar? If you could change one thing. And Jamie's answer, for those that didn't see it, was fascinating. She said, wow. no repeatable notes. Isn't and that's of... like, whoa, whoa, we just opened up the cosmos to, you know, to a really big whole new idea of music. But um, so, Michael, oh. throw down. What would you change? I'm a pretty simple guy, and it's a dumb <laughs> answer. A B string that would never go out of tune. Yeah. That's glue. It... Hmm? Crazy glue. Crazy glue. Well, the string still stretches. For some reason, it's always, I don't know why. It's For me, it's always the B strings. Um, I I got nothing. I can't I can't top what Jamie yeah. said, obviously. I was, um, it was just so, it was I'm so always wrestling with the, especially when I'm playing like, like an outdoor gig and the, it's foggy and the, I'm always wrestling with the B string. It's, it's kind of a dumb answer, but that's the first thing that comes to mind. That's okay. I, I, you know, it was just, her, her answer was so far out there. I was like, I didn't really know what to. I didn't really know. No, what to think I, about I like, it. For, I like playing the same note in different positions. Isn't that? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Well, it's 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 just part of the way it voices and things like that. But, yeah. Wow, it was just such an unusual. I mean, you don't have enough palate now. You need. You want more? Okay. Yeah. You know, great. What are you gonna do with it? You know. Honestly, <laughs> I can barely play this. If you expanded <laughs> it more, it's like yeah, you know. Well, J Jamie also was was in some ways interesting they say that the eskimos have what like 50 or 75 word different words for snow and yeah. i swear that jamie probably has 50 or 75 different degrees of silence she uh she really liked mm. uh, where she was in this quiet world um where she could hear things um yeah Pretty, very, pretty, very, very unique artist. Uh, amazingly good, but um, pretty unique yeah. stuff. Um, we talked about songwriting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You want to talk anything about K Pig? I think that that, that sure. I think it would be I think it would be interesting for people to know a little bit about K Pig, especially <clears throat> the, um, the the historical community reference with with santa cruz here and things like that and i'll open it up by saying that i videoed the 1000th um oh that's right yeah the 1000th broadcast and um it was one of the biggest disasters i've ever had a please stand by yeah the please stand yeah. by musically or, 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 or video wise it was one of the biggest disasters i had because they were trying to give me a feed from the board and mm. it had a hum in it and it was completely unusable 
So the the show went from what eight in the morning until three that afternoon. At the yeah, club. yeah, it was really a long show, and I mean, it's just like, and I was just kind of heartbroken about it. But KPIG is a is a uh, KPIG, mm-hmm. and it's um, it's not an independent radio station, but it's probably as independent as a non-independent radio station can be. Is that is that a way to say it? That's Michael? a good way of saying it. it's a commercial. It's a commercial station with real commercial breaks, but the format is really unique. And I've I've looked around and I can't find anything like it. Um, not on the not on the commercial array. So, KPig's been around for KPig.com. If you want to, because I do the website, so have a look. Um, it's been around for I th- I think thirty five years. Um, some was history. KFAT. And- yeah, it started off as KFAT in Gilroy, California. There's a couple of books about it. And for a while, there was a KFAT.com site that was like just streaming old shows. Um, and KFAT.com, KFAT was like really like Texas outlaw country, non-Nashville country music, a lot of wacky comedy, really edgy stuff. Um, that closed down. And, and, and Laura Ellen Hopper, uh, the late Laura Ellen Hopper, who um, was a you know, came of a came of radio age at uh, the book is great on KVO. It's kind of gives her whole story. Um, came over this way, uh, Freedom, California, Watsonville. It kind of blends together. Um, formed KPIG. She started KPIG, and what she did was she she created the Americana format. So it's I always say pretty much people people that don't know go oh it's a country station. I go no. I go it's it's not it's it's like you know outlet not even like alternative whatever they were calling it alternative country i mean the, the texas all the guys from texas with three names ray wiley hubbard to robert o'keen you know that a lot of willie nelson you're not going to hear commercial nashville music on k-pig you're going to hear play people you don't hear anywhere else uh, a lot of john prine folk music some hawaiian a lot of comedy we insert um fake commercials in between and before the real commercial breaks which is really fun um we have a lot of drops with you know everybody from bonnie raid and um al hardeen to or jardine to um just singer song go ah this is k-pig the last great radio station we have bumps from local listeners um but it's all in a commercial format and it's places you won't hear people you won't hear anywhere else that are really good and um but we'll also there's also there's also some classic rock i mean my favorite album of last year was the new pretenders hate for sale i love the pretenders and we play that um stones and neil and james taylor um you hear some of that um but a lot of just stuff you're not going to hear anywhere in fact um my wife and i got a new used van a few months ago and it came with sirius xm so i'll check this out so i you know i like the tom petty station and then i like the like the youtube station and the willies the willies road out but after a while they're they're kind of playing the same songs over and over again the only thing on xm that's even remotely k-pig like is little steven's underground garage because it goes all over the place and you can't predict and the k-pig goes all over the place we actually have a format we've got a library with like they're all like all the songs are vetted and the nice thing about k-pig is we don't have we don't have to play like when when we're on the air as a dj we can play what we want. We're kind of the way it's set up is we're we're guided to play songs from certain libraries to kind of keep it within the format. But we can pick any of those songs we want, and there's thousands of songs to pick from. So depending on the mood, you can play songs on a thread. You can play requests. So it definitely sounds like K-Pig, but you can never tell where it's going to go. Yeah, and it's 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 really the the services the community services that they offer there's a a show well there was and we'll we'll come back again please stand by 
which is a live music show every yeah. Sunday morning from nine ten to noon ten to noon yeah, yeah. Uh, um and there's uh specific programming um on certain evenings um if you uh if you log in and sign up on the kpeg you can even get uh carolyn sells and, and gerard doing their um their uh, kind of like um kicking cowboy oh, their house yeah. of twang yeah their house of twang um it just uh but really some amazing stuff and an opportunity for local people yeah. to really, if it's good, an opportunity to get it out there. I know that's how I got in. So my, the, the, the first song I ever wrote was when I was, I was, you know, so for, for people who aren't local between here in San Jose is this windy mountain road called highway 17, which is nice on a normal day. If you fill up full of 50,000 cars during commute, it's, it's a little insane. So I wrote a song about it. In fact, Richard did a video for me on it. And that's the song that finally got me onto K-Pig. And I got to know people there. And so I did another record and I, I just called Ralph, the morning guy. I said, hey, can I bring you? Yeah, come on, bring it on. Because I was already, I was kind of, not that I was vetted, but they were already playing my music or one of my songs. So I had a way of like, whenever I did something new, I would say, can I just bring a couple of CDs down? And they would say, sure. I mean, and you can't just walk up and go, here's my CD. But it's like, you know, I was kind of, I don't I want to say when that was like inside. That sounds really pompous. Um, they were already playing my music and I had relationships and I really appreciated it and didn't try to take advantage of it. Um, so there's, there's a really good showing of local artists. Um, and I've, I've talked to people like, um, well, Gurf Morlix is the Texas producer, great songwriter. I've gotten to know him a little bit. And we interviewed for my podcast a couple of years ago and he said, people are really lucky to have K-Pick. There's nothing like it. And this is like a pretty well-known Texas, you know, producer. So, you know, so as far as the shows, yeah, we have good luck. We have, as far as the artists, we have good local representation, um, some big names, um, and a lot of people you're not going to hear. Paul Thorne, Todd Snyder, uh, of course, a lot of Joan Prine, Jerry Jeff Walker. I mean, people you're not going to really hear on regular radio unless you really dig, or you go to independent nonprofit radio and you find somebody who has a folk or Americana show, you'll see them kind of sprinkled in there. But K Pig, that's basically our format 24 7. And then the shows, um, please stand by every Sunday during a non-global pandemic year. We have four people, you know, there's that whole thing. But it'll be everybody from like touring artists to somebody local. And it could be a kid's, a kid's drama production doing a couple of songs from Carrie the Musical. I mean, everybody will be on there. And it's always a mix, but it's always entertaining and it's always really good. John Sandage hosts that. Um, Jamie Coffis hosts Neighborhood Night on Wednesday nights, and he'll interview other artists. Now it's on the phone. And then on the weekend, there's there's a, a Tom Petty tribute show, um, a Beatles tribute show that are produced for K-Pig by Jamie Coffis, one of our DJs. Um, there's sort of a more roots bluegrass show on Saturday nights. That's done by Choo Choo Charlie. And then we have some syndicated shows. Um, Reverend Billy Seawards does a really good um like vintage R&B show on Sundays. There's a Grateful Dead hour on Sundays, but most of it's most of it's live DJs playing, playing stuff you're not going to hear anywhere else, and it's it's pretty amazing. So for me, um, they were playing me and they were playing me, and I was doing the podcast and I did some I did some voice stuff outside of my normal jobs. And a couple of years ago, Lori Roberts, the operations director and the, the, the daytime DJ, said, I "Have a proposition for you. You want to be a part-time DJ?" And at this point, this is like two years, two or three years ago, I said. 
if I take on one more thing, my wife's going to leave me. <laughs> I had said I had too many projects and she's like, you know, so, you know, a year and a half ago, I decided I had this toxic day job. And Cindy says, my wife says, take a break, you know, for a little bit. And so Laurie's K-Pig said, okay, now will you be a DJ? And so I did. So I go in there when they need me and I'm on the air and, and now I'm doing their website on their social stuff too. So I've got a hand in K-Pig, which is incredibly fun. And I'm just very grateful. Yeah, that. that's, that's K-P-I-G folks, K-P-I-G.com, yeah. uh, stream them. Um, it don't give the money to Spotify. Give the five no. bucks or the seven bucks to KPIG. Yeah, and the and the way the way the way KPIG works, if you <clears throat> we actually charge for the stream, it's five bucks a month, but it's commercial free. So yeah, so you know, it it, it just just it, it it it's a well it's a well worth thing, and you get to see Michael. And I mean, we've I've had some amazing uh, Sunday mornings at that at, uh, yeah live, and and just some unbelievable performances by not just local people so no touring artists come through and it's big 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 name people yeah, so, yeah I, I got it i just got to say that when i was growing up there was a, a radio station in san francisco ksan mm -hmm. uh, that was like the dead beatles psychedelic whatever you know it was just it was an incredible station but this was back in the days where you only got the local radio stations on your car, which I, I think a lot of people can't relate to nowadays. But when we would go down south to go to San Jose or go to Santa Cruz or, or whatever else, the highlight of the trip was being able to tune in KFAT. Oh, and nice. then, you know, KPIG. <laughs> and, and it was it was amazing. But the trouble was you know you could only hear them when you were down there maybe at night your radio might be able to pick up a little bit of the station you know if you held the antenna out the window and prayed properly whatever <laughs> but now it's online yeah, yeah. and that's it, it's just it's glorious to have a station like that that um you know you can get from anywhere you don't have to drive down to watsonville anymore yeah. here's a here's a fun fact um KPIG was the first station in the world to stream online. Oh. Wild Bill did that way, way, way back when. Way, way back when. Yeah. And the, and the, yeah, so the trick with the stream is I'm promoting KPIG, but I want to keep it on the air too, is you, you pay five bucks a month. And so when we're running commercials for four minutes, you hear a four minute song. That's, that's how it fits. So same, yeah. you're in the same programming. It's just like, you don't hear the commercials. You'll still hear, the, but you'll hear the you'll hear the fake ones. Those are outside the commercial block, so you could do enjoy yeah. those. You know, you, you know. I think I think, even though it sounds like we're way off in the weeds, you know, down down some rabbit hole on this thing. I think it's it's really important because this is how your music gets out there. Yeah. You know, and 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 this is how people. I mean, I, I can't tell you the number of artists that I've heard on KPIG and gone. Wow. Yeah. You know, I, I've never been, I've never, things I've never would have been exposed to. And, you know, we, 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 we always, they always have a Christmas party every year. We didn't get yeah. a chance to have a Christmas party this year. Um, we didn't get a chance to do the Santa Cruz party this year, which is yeah an amazing event. So, you know, it, it, this kind of, this kind of opportunity to, to stay connected with, with musicians in 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 that way. I mean, yeah, it's it's a radio, but it's still 
pretty live. Yeah. And I would say too. Um, really lucky. Yeah. And for me, K-Pig really opened up my musical world because I was just, I was, I guess I was, it was, I wasn't playing guitar yet when K-Pig came along. And then I, I was here, you know, I was hearing this music because we, we, I worked close by. So we all had K-Pig on like all our radio. So it was kind of like one, one station. And I was hearing, to me, country music was sort of like the middle of the road, 70 stuff my parents played, like, you know, Charlie Pride and, or Charlie Rich, excuse me, just stuff I just really didn't, I was listening to the Ramones and the Clash, it didn't do much for me. And and then KP came along, and again, um, all the guys from Texas with three names, Jerry Jeff Walker, Robert Earl Keane, Ray Wiley Hubbard, um, again, people like Tom, like um, John Prine, and um, Buddy and Julie Miller, and I was hearing people I'd never heard of before, and I'm like, it just opened up this, and about the same time I started going to the Strawberry Music Festival and the Fat Fry. So there was this this whole world of music my wife and I were going to. were like, oh my God, Sam Bush. And I mean, you could list a bazillion names that people you're not going to hear on, on commercial radio anywhere. And now with YouTube, you can kind of like fish for it. Uh, but back then you couldn't. So for me, it really opened up my world. And I, when I'm on the, when I was on the air, especially this last year, People would call, and we all got this. And that wasn't just my sh my shows, but people were like really thankful we were on the air doing, you know, hosting, still on still on the air doing live DJs on KBIG. And the only thing we did different, we had ever since you know March, it was like no guests, <laughs> you know, nobody in the studio. We uh, we when we're done with a shift, we wipe everything down, and you know, and then you come in and you do it as well. And I've talked to people that work at other radio stations, and most of them aren't, aren't even going going in. Um, K Dirt and Davis, I have friends at KVMR and most of them are do are like recording their shows and just kind of submitting them in. I know KKUP, I think um, a lot of people aren't going in as well. And KPIG, we haven't really changed, but we just, nobody else goes in except the, you know, Eileen working in the office and us, that's pretty much it. And it's been a challenge to really stay, not challenge, but staying connected to the community. I mean, like, like please stand by, we're doing, John's doing recorded best ofs but what he usually does is um at the end of, for the last person who's on um he'll do a live phone call with them so like last week he had lot lower love this week he has me you have to you have coincidentally to do you, you have know, to do somebody you have to you, you have to do something to you know you have to make some kind of pivot yeah if, we've been if, we've been doing we've been doing about once a month we've been doing a live stream with an audience on our with an with an artist on our facebook page and kind of promoting that you know that's what we can do right now so well, it's it's to me that one of the great values is is as a lot of the online music and online media has spread, there are so many choices and so much of it is getting hyped um, unreasonably. That that when you have something like uh, uh, KPIG, where you have people who can put together strings of of music and artists and stuff that respond well to you and you don't have to wade through the immense amount of Junk. stuff I don't want to listen to that's being promoted so heavily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a real value and a real, real treasure as far as I'm concerned. Nice. Michael, I think we have just about exhausted you. I yeah, just but had, it was fun. I just <laughs> had one of the scariest things happen. I'm Zoom Pro. Right. I have no idea. And about 30 minutes ago, I got this notification on my screen that said, you're at the end of your time. Oh, but, I saw you, you yeah. But we're going to keep going. And I was like, <laughs> you're like, oh, good, good. <laughs> did, did, what do you, you mean we're at the end of our time? I mean, 
do not sign in through your pro account? I have no idea. I I I, I was so I was so um so out of control on 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 trying to deal with everything that I had on the phone before this that I probably wasn't as sharp as I should have been. But there's a um, shelter in place moment for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's really for sure. <laughs> Too many of this. Um, Michael, you've been really gracious with your time. And, and, oh, thanks. And, no, and I really just, appreciate just the chat. It's And you, you and I will just music nerd out for hours anyway. We just happen to record it, so maybe somebody will actually listen to this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, right. you'll be able to, on this, there'll be links to Michael's website. and oh, thanks. His, and, and, his, uh, and, and we'll put a little shout on there for K-Pig. And, thanks. And, uh, you know, and, and you guys can share this around, uh, some links to Michael's uh, for sure some of his tunes um, thanks nobody could i held up a, a hey karma um i held up a hey karma um uh, uh, little uh wrist thing earlier and uh this is also a present from mr gaither if you can kind of see it um i remember that yeah we work <laughs> we, we work well together and michael knows the stuff that i love so so there you are and um that's great dad <laughs> yes went down a completely different road than i expected but i'm really glad we did this you know i'm really glad we're we're, we're you know this is this is this is what we can't do right now is just sit around yeah. and chat well we just and, did. And, but it's yeah. always fun to travel down the road less traveled there you are even if we're the you know only eight people out there it's it's yeah. fine it's fine <laughs> with me to do it and so, even if we're the ones who find the rocks to trip over. <laughs> that, that's right. So, um, Michael, keep going. You're, I, I, no one's telling me to stop. So I, yeah, I guess the, the, keep the, doing, the, doing this. If, if, if you're not familiar with, with uh, um, some of Michael's songs and things like that, I hope you take a chance to look at them. Uh, especially, look, especially look at something like Moving to Boise. Um, and or or um the uh the current one see on the other side yeah in um, fact when you go to the website the first thing you'll see is the video that richard produced that we did it, together which it's, is really uh, cool. it's 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 big thing i appreciate that michael I, hey, I, hey I, newman, mr newman can we try something new and unique and different that we haven't done with any other podcast yeah what's that can we have mr gaither play us out play us out oh buddy. we could do He's that got his guitar right there in his lap good idea should i do oh god so many songs um i could do other side or i could do the brand new one and just kind of premiere it here what do, nah, you do? do other side all right okay do other side let me um it's funny it's a, it, when, when you're when you're making videos with somebody you probably watch the song about 400 times yeah uh -huh. yeah and um you know it's good if you're not tired of it <laughs> <laughs> You know, if you if you watch something three times and you can't make yourself sit back in the chair to finish it, you should probably not have taken the job, as far as I'm concerned. But, but so, um, so if you're if you're shooting a music video and your video guy says after one take, uh, uh, okay, we're good, we're good. That's probably a bad. Time. That's probably yeah. yeah. That's probably that's about as far as it's gonna go. And you'll go so, now. Do it again. Do it again. Do it. Yeah, again. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, you're just looking at one little spot and you're looking at all this stuff and you really get to see the craft that's involved in making records and michael certainly crafts these things as uh 
No, it's, it's, usually, right. a, it's, it's usually a team effort, and thanks for that. Yeah. Michael, cool. thank you very much. I'm going to mute so that we get the best possible audio through the Zoom. Uh, it was good. Too, and this is and we look forward to seeing you. Yeah, Folks. Tad, nice talking to you, too. It's been a long time. Yeah. There have been well, no barn parties or gatherings or Christmas parties, but we'll, we'll get we'll get there again. Perfect. Um, Richard, so thanks, is, my friend. Yeah, this is Michael Gaither and see you on the other side, and we will, and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for being here, folks. And just a quick intro on this. I actually wanted to, uh, again, John Prime was a huge influence on me. I wanted to write a, uh, the idea with this was a, and this is also a John Cyrillico, right? I wanted to write a kind of John Prine-ish sort of whimsical song that had some like, you know, quote unquote, clever rhyming, but hopefully some signs of hope. And that's kind of what this came out. I try not to read the news, wash my hands like Howard Hughes, wondering how long this will last. Home alone is how I live, hold up like a fugitive, I even wear a mask, but I'm hopeful if you ask, cause I'll see you on the other side when we stumble off this bumpy ride wild turns uncharted places scary times uneasy faces buckle up and hold on tight i'll see you on the other side My day to day's been put on hold. I can't help but wonder though if some good might come from this. Maybe all this time apart reminded us of who we are and that we need each other to exist. Or at least to figure out what day it is. I'll see you on the other side when we stumble up this bumpy ride wild turns uncharted places scary times uneasy faces buckle up and hold on tight i'll see you on the other side I'll see you on the other side when we stumble off this bumpy ride. Wild turns, uncharted places, scary times, uneasy faces. Buckle up and hold on tight. I'll see you on the other side. At an unsafe social distance, we'll meet with no resistance. 
St. Patrick's Easter to Mile, Earth Mother's Father's Memorial Day, July 4th, Halloween, Dia de los Muertos, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Boxing Day, New Year's Eve parties. Gonna be wild. I'll see you on the other side. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, guys. And thank you out there in Santa Cruz Guitar Company land. Appreciate there you it. Go. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. All right. Mm -hmm. See you guys. We hope you enjoyed this installment of the Santa Cruz Coffee Break. For more music-related fun, please join the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum at scgcpf or santacruzguitarplayers.com. If you have any questions or possible podcast topics, please contact us. If you have a product or service that you feel would be of value to our listeners, please consider adding your support and keeping the coffee pot on. Contact us for more information. We ask that you hit the like, follow, bell, or bookmark buttons so we can keep you informed of upcoming podcast episodes. We hope you enjoyed Santa Cruz Coffee Break. Now it's time to go play your guitar.